In 2024, New York will celebrate the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Empire State's statewide park and historic site system with a year-long celebration previewed earlier this summer by Governor Kathy Hochul. To discuss the planned year-long commemoration and the next 100 years for the park system, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation Commissioner Eric Kulisade, who's been touring parks all over the state this summer. Welcome back to the show, Commissioner. Uh, thanks for having me, David. So for starters, what exactly is New York commemorating next year with the park system? Can you talk us through, I guess, the history created by then-Governor Al Smith and uh, a $15 million bond act at the time? Yes. Yes. So so uh, uh, 1924 uh, was the year of the State Parks Act. Uh, and it was the act that uh, it actually so it's not the foundation. It's not our first park. We have many parks that are older. I mean, Niagara Falls is the oldest state park in the country, and that goes back to the 1880s. Um, and there were plenty of other ones, actually, you know, in, in the Capital District. Those who are in the Capital District will know, will know that John Boyd Thatcher, John Boyd Thatcher was donated to the state in 1913. So there are plenty of parks that predate it. But what happened in 1924 is that the State Parks Act was passed. And a collection of really privately driven efforts around the state to uh, create and protect parkland became a system, and it was all and it was and it, so it, it was all collected under something called the State Council of Parks. All these all these smaller commissions, regional commissions, were brought together in the State Council of Parks. And yes, uh, in honor of this grand event, uh, there was a fifteen million that's million uh, dollar bond act put to the voters. Uh, in 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 the fall of of, of 1924, uh, which did pass, but began sort of the 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 construction that happened from that followed. But one of the other things about about 1924 is that it was sort of it's sort of a, it's sort of a sea change or, or it's a seminal moment in in state parks, because up until that point, the park system and the creation of the park system had been driven a lot by wealthy individuals, people who saw uh, beloved landscapes that at risk of being developed. So you're thinking about like Niagara Falls came about because Frederick Law Olmsted and 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 Edward B. Davis saw that were worried that that Niagara Falls would be lost forever to industry if they didn't intervene and create a park there. Similarly, Letchworth Gorge, which is the great you know the, the what we call the Grand Canyon of the East in the Genesee in the Genesee Valley, uh, was was uh, something that people it was a threat of becoming mills to the top of the bottom of three three magnificent waterfalls. So. Before that conservation, really about uh, protecting these scenic places, 1924 sees this shift to, hey, New York is this burgeoning, booming, um, booming, it's the Empire State, you know, these teeming cities. We need to be thinking about what Parkland does for people and to, be, to build out the recreation infrastructure so that our parks can welcome the large numbers of people you get in a state park. So, for instance, you know, it was in the you know Robert Moses was was drove the State Parks Act, and and but in, in the next ten years, fifty five parks uh, were built out or and developed in some fashion. So you had Jones Beach that came opened up about five years later, and that of course was an engineering marvel. But it also had this capacity to bring in you know two hundred thousand people at once into that landscape. So there's also this it's a change in the movement right from the scenic preservation to we need to provide recreation and affordable outdoor opportunities for the people of New York. It's sort of, it's, it's actually quite, it's, it's, it's an amazing moment when, when the parks really became for the people. So it's an important, it's a very important uh, 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 moment in time that we recognize, particularly as, you know, many of the things that were the objectives there continue to be objectives for us today. 
Well, as part of next year's celebration, the state is planning a centennial challenge. What will that consist of? You know, one of our things is we 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 love to have people um, come to our projects. I, you know, it's still coming together, but the centennial challenge is surely a piece of it is going to be you know the number of parks you can get to in a year. We'll have we'll probably have a passport or something like that because we you know one one thing is we're always. One of the things we're trying to do here generally is to promote the system. Many people have their favorite park and their favorite corner of the state. And we like to think that, you know, we, we have we own the best landscapes New York has to offer and we want people to try something new. So, right, the incentive is to, hey, if you have not, if you live downstate and you haven't been to Watkins Glen or you haven't been to Chimney Bluffs or you haven't been to uh, Wellesley Island, hey, take advantage of the centennial year to go out and enjoy it and experience it. And uh, so you'll see a lot of things like that. Well, yeah, you mentioned that people might have a park or corner of the state that they really love. So is the idea of this celebration to target those people and double down on the enthusiasm that they already feel for the park system? Or are you trying to tap into people who might not be familiar with the state park system? We've had tremendous success in the last you know, 15 years. We, 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 we've raised our annual visitation from you know, the mid-50 millions and to 79 million last year. So we are, we are reaching new audience. But yes, this is actually about, it's about, it's about um, expanding our audience. You know, we, we want to make sure we're reaching all pockets of New York. We want to meet, we want to get the most diverse audience we can. You know, diverse is, New York is changing all the time. So we want to make sure we, we represent and welcome the full uh, breadth of, of New York and, and our visitors. Um, so that, that's kind of what we're focusing on. We're also just trying to draw attention to the fact across the state that, you know, remind, remind, you know, remind communities and remind our leaders that um, our park system is, is really an unparalleled system and deserves the kind of investment that's been getting and to, should continue to get to make sure we're maintaining at the level that it should be in order to, in order to really function as, as a pillar of New York's economy. And in terms of accessing the parks, there's a recent state audit from the Comptroller's Office that examined the ability of people with disabilities to access the park. And it found that while the parks examined generally met uh, the minimum standards for access, they found that there could be improvements to make the parks even more accessible. Is that something that you're focusing on as part of this celebration as well? Very much so. And, and really, I, I, I welcome that. I welcome that study that was done by the by the state comptroller. You know, we have obviously a venerable and historic system. And so, you know, uh, uh, we have there's been a lot of a lot of it was developed well before the Americans with Disabilities Act was would be became law. Right. So we have we have a lot of ground to, to, to make up in terms of uh, making sure our historic assets and, and historic parks are, are truly accessible to everybody. Uh, and we are continuing to do that. We've been fortunate to be doing a lot of capital investment. As we redo Niagara Falls, we are making sure the pathways are ADA accessible. You know, we just developed an autism nature trail uh, at, at Letchworth and opened that in the last two years. Uh, looking about looking looking across the state, but it is a capital intensive system, so it doesn't happen overnight. But we we can do a better job, always do a better job, and and I and I welcome the report because it's just a reminder that that's the kind of that's the kind of focus we have to have. And when you think about next year and the celebration and the possibility that more people than ever might be utilizing the state park system, do you feel like we have enough park police to oversee potentially larger crowds? We, we are in good shape with park police. We've had a successful recruit. We've actually started, we've added uh, 30 more officers 
uh, to the ranks this year. Um, thank you to thanks to Governor Hochul's leadership. Um, you know, we now are fully into rebuilding the force. Obviously, the, the force, there was some question about the force's future for a couple of years there, but we are fully rebuilding it. We're getting robust recruitment. So I, I, I am I'm very confident that, that our police force, which does so much really pretty leanly that they are that we are in good shape with our policing in the, in the parks. And going back to the initial founding of the parks system from about 1924 to 1934, as part of that initial investment, the state created more than 50 parks. Is that something that we could ever see again in New York? Should we imagine the creation of more state parks in our future? Or is the focus now primarily on maintaining and upgrading the existing sites? You know, that's a great question. And it is all about balance. You know, at one level, when there are opportunities, uh, we will always look at them. I mean, we opened a new park. You know, Governor Hochul opened a new park in Kingston, Sojourner Truth State Park. On, in an old quarry with a mile-long stretch of the Hudson River and the Empire State Trail runs through it. We'll all be looking at those opportunities so that we can better serve, um, particularly urban communities. But I'll tell you, no, a big a big part of what we need to focus on is, is you know, we have we have facilities that have been, you know, closed for, uh, for 10, 12 years. You know, either, you know, we have a, a, a lake beach at Harriman that closed 12 years ago because of her uh, tropical storms, Irene and Lee, this, this, Walloped it with, with with so much water it couldn't handle it, and there and those are places where we just need to rebuild, right? We just need to get our capacity back because you know people are coming to the parks and we need to be able to serve them, and particularly in those places where uh, they're serving a working class committed community that doesn't have a lot of options. That all they want to do is, is spend the day by the beach, and it's incumbent upon us to to be able to have our full system up and running and able to, to welcome that population. And, and, you know, I, I mean, you look at Harriman park and Harriman park outside New York city really needs to be brought back up uh, to, to the kind of capacity that it was built for. Well, finally, as part of this recent publicity surrounding next year's celebration, you went on a two-day tour of some of the parks and sites around New York, and this included touring Alana State Historic Site, riding a bike across uh, the Hudson State Historic Park, going for a swim in the Harriman State Park, ziplining at Jones Beach, and uh, facilitating the uh, nightly illumination of Niagara Falls uh, State Park. So, have you just burned all of the promotions that you could potentially do in 2024 or are they going to shoot you out of a cannon from somewhere next year? Just you wait. And that is also just a reminder, right? I mean, who has the best job in state government, but me, right? Because we have the most, we, you know, we have such breadth of things we can do that those 10, those 10 stops, you know, they were, they were a sampling of what we can do. And, and there's sampling of the kind of the, they really speak to the breadth and the depth and the richness of, of, of possibility in a New York State Park or historic site experience. Uh, but we got plenty more. I, we had not burned at all. Uh, we, in some ways, those were convenient. Those are all along major arteries. My next tour, when I, when I go to the five corners of the state, uh, that'll be longer and harder on, uh, on, the, on the wheels of my car. But I'm looking forward to it because, uh, you know, there are there's so many great opportunities. I didn't go to Letchworth. I didn't go to Watkins on that trip. So no, there's there's plenty more to, to be showcasing as we as we get into 2024 and that true uh, centennial year. Well, we've been speaking with Eric Kulisade. He is the commissioner for the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. Commissioner, thank you so much for making the time. And if somebody tries to 
put you in a barrel down the Letchworth Falls or something like that, it's okay to say no, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I'm not sure I will, but I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.